Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I got a bunch of messages about Shanghai Disney reopening. I am so happy that they're able to reopen. They were the first park to close. So I hope this is the world trending in the right direction. And I, I know it's so like privileged of me to be excited about a theme park opening when there's so many other terrors going on because of this pandemic. But I just have to appreciate these milestones because they're really important to me. I'm a huge Disney fan, as many of you know. So I'm just hoping the trend continues to our side of the world. I want Disney World to reopen. I want Disneyland to reopen. I'm actually dying for Disneyland to reopen. I'm just telling all my friends like, yo, day one, we're hitting the parks. We're doing everything, getting churros, riding Thunder Mountain, Astro Blasters, going to the Magic Shop, all that fun stuff. But that was awesome news to hear for the Disney community. And over here in California, we're supposed to start to reopen stuff uh, tomorrow, actually. Today is Thursday, the posting of this podcast. California is going to start reopening stuff tomorrow. It's going to go in phases, and I hope things go in the right direction and we don't fall back into the state that we were before. And I just can't wait till we move on from this pandemic. And I honestly talk about it so much in the podcast. It's just hard to not talk about because it it's just so involved in all of our lives and so many things that we're doing. We can't really escape it. So I apologize to the people who are sick of me talking about it. Um, and it just come up in conversation in time that will pass and we can just forget about it. But I'm just happy that we're, flattening the curve and things are slowly getting better. So just hang in there, hang tight. I know the quarantine has been rough for some of us more so than others, but we just got to stay together. Just, you know, be there for your friends, check in on your friends and we'll get past this. My guest today is a resident of Philadelphia. I actually love the state of Pennsylvania. Everybody that I've had on has been so awesome. And I've said that before, but I just have to give a big shout out to Pennsylvania all different parts of that state. Everybody's just shown me so much support and it's super awesome. I had on Shane Moran on the last episode, which was awesome. Super great guy. I'm having on another member of the Pennsylvania hardcore scene tomorrow, which I'm getting ahead of myself, but my guest today, Wyatt, awesome guy. He plays in chemical fix, drowse, fixation, records awesome bands at the knife layer. I was so stoked to talk to him. It was really awesome for me because I say it on the podcast, but so many people had suggested that I have him on the podcast because he was just so interesting and his work is awesome. He recorded Payback, which I, I bring up and I meant what I said on the podcast about his recording of Delco's in Lockdown. I, I think that record is important, not just for their area, but for hardcore in general. I love what that band is doing their message it's really awesome and i think it is really important and it might be weird to think about it now just because they're a current band and we're actually you know living through this moment so it might be hard to really understand the impact of that band but i just have to put it out there even if i sound crazy i think that band is important what they're doing and what they're saying because not a lot of people want to step up and uh have such a positive message and just put it out there aggressively so i, I just appreciate about that band but Wyatt is awesome. All the bands he plays in is awesome. The Knife Flare is awesome. So please, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I hope you guys are doing great out there. And I will talk to you again soon.
I apologize for not showing up on Monday. But without further ado, welcome Wyatt to the podcast. And we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Wyatt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, I have been recommended uh, you by multiple people to have you on the podcast. And my, my earliest memory of you is I, I did a podcast last year. I had on um, X from Simulacra and we were talking about. Uh, yeah, I listened to that one, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, thank you. That, yeah, it came up. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I was I'm curious because I had seen your name uh, on a couple of different bands like Bandcamp and I was just uh, curious about um, who you were. And, you know, obviously, like we talked about you for a little bit and, you know, here we are fast forward like a year later and now you're on the podcast. So I'm, I'm stoked to finally have you on. Yeah, me too. So can you kind of uh, go back to the, the beginning? I, I was just curious, like, where did your interest in music start? Uh. I think I heard Green Day at one point when I was like 11. I got, uh, I think American Idiot was the first CD I bought. And then I bought Dookie after it. And I was like, oh, this is sick. I want to play in punk bands. And, uh, oh, I guess, I mean, I know this is the case for a lot of people. But like, dude, Tony Hawk soundtracks, hearing those when I was a kid, I was like, yep, this is this is for me. Like, I don't know, like old punk bands like Bad Religion and uh, I think like Black Flag was on there at one point and I don't know, shit like that definitely got me in on like music and punk. I was watching, uh, <laughs> I, I just got hooked on that uh, YouTube series uh, Hot Ones. Are, are you familiar with it? No, I, uh, I'm not. What's that? So it, it's just uh, hosted by uh, this guy named Sean Evans, and he'll have on celebrities, and they have to eat uh, like ten different hot wings, and like it starts at the very beginning, like it's like a low spicy level, then um, each wing it increases in hotness, and he's like does his research, asks his awesome questions, and he did one at ComplexCon, and he was interviewing Juice World, this rapper. And he was asking him about like, you know, what, what music was influential to him when he was growing up as a kid. And he mentioned the Tony Hawk Pro, Pro Skater soundtrack. And that just kind of like threw me for a loop. I'm like, holy shit, like this guy's like one of the, the like most popular rappers in the world. And he's talking about, you know, how um, all this like punk music inspired him. So it was just a trip. So to hear you bring that up, it's, it's, just, it's cool to um, see that that, you know, the game and that soundtrack just influenced so many different types of people. Yeah, I mean, the the reach that had is like pretty wild. I mean, it's cool, but sometimes I also think like, did it ruin a bunch of people's lives too? You know, like, man, I feel like I waste a lot of time on, on dumb shit that I love, but like I acknowledge like, I don't know, it's it's not it's not dumb, but it's like shit that like most people in the world don't understand. Like talking to my parents about like, you know, if I'm like going on tour, my dad's like, 
Yeah. So do you like make money doing it? He's been asking me that question for 10 years. Like, do you make money doing it? I'm like, well, well, no. I mean, it like pays for some of its own expenses, but I don't, I don't make, that's like, that's not the point. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. My mom, mm-hmm. she's always like hitting me up and she's like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, like I, I have a podcast to do. And, and she has no idea what a podcast is. And she doesn't understand why I do these um, podcasts with people from around the world. And she'll like ask me from time to time. She's like, where do you post that? Like, like what's the point of it? And it's just like, ah, like I, I wish I could help you understand uh, what I'm doing. But to her, she just thinks I'm on the phone with friends, just having random conversations, which is kind of true. But uh, she doesn't understand like what I'm trying to do with like the podcast that I'm doing. Dude, I love listening to podcasts. I mean, for me, like so much of my life is centered around music and there's not really a line between like work and pleasure for music for me. So listening to podcasts, like I can't drive and listen to music most of the time anymore. Like I need like my ears need a break. So instead I'll listen to podcasts where people talk about music. I trick myself into thinking that it's a break. Okay. See, for me, I, I feel like since I'm, I, I spend so much time alone cause like I, I like I'm up early for work and I, I don't really deal with too much people like while I'm at work and I have like a set, number of podcasts that that I listen to and I'm still down to like check out new ones but for me I, I like to prior prioritize the podcast before the music which is crazy to think about because um music's so important to me but uh podcast is like a newer thing and well I say newer but I've listened to podcasts for ages but I I would just have to get those out of the way because I, I just am so interested in hearing other people's like points of view on things that I'm into so sure. I, I I definitely understand that. So yeah, for, for me, it's like I'll have to listen to all the new podcasts that I have for the week, and then I'll get to the music. And I'm always like like you know constantly like you know like shit like there's a new record, but I was like it has to wait. Like I have to get through these podcasts first because I I'm trying to like soak up information and just try to you know like open my mind up to new things. Yeah, no, I get that. But uh, and going back to you talking about um, maybe like uh you know uh kind of like uh not really like wasting your time but just kind of uh, just doing these things like I, I i play like so many video games and sometimes like i, I sit here and i play like an mmo rpg i play final fantasy 14 and i'm sitting here uh doing raids and dungeons and i'm doing these things and it's like hours on end and, and like sometimes i i'm sitting here and i'm like damn there's literally no point to this like nobody understands nobody's like you know looking at yeah my progress on me you know with my new armor set or killing this new boss it, it is kind of pointless but it, it's still fun to me so i i just uh I'm, I'm curious i'm like man should i occupy my time with something else or is this uh you know boss rate like really that important I don't know. It might be that important. Yeah, I have no idea, but but it's fine. I uh, took some time off from the game and I'm like, you know, playing catch up. So it, it, it's fun. Well, whatever uh, you're from or right now, currently you're in the Philly area. Yep. Yeah, I live in Philly and I, I think Philly has an awesome scene. So many you know cool bands from that area. Obviously, uh, this is hardcore from there and um, yeah. like a bunch of cool people. Can, can you talk about um, uh, how you ended up in Philly? Uh, I moved here for school. Uh, I grew up right outside of Boston, and then I moved here when I was 19 to go to Drexel for their like recording technology program. But I didn't go for very long. I dropped out 
two or three different times. Like I was, I was in and out, but I only did like maybe a total of a year and a half of school, but I liked Philly and I like, I made friends here and I started bands here. So I stayed. Uh, There's never a time where you thought about going back home. No, I mean, for one, Boston is really expensive to live in. And I don't know if you know this about Philly, but pretty fucking cheap here so uh i like that but like i didn't really have any like relationships that like drew me back to like i keep in touch with a couple friends but i can count them on one hand and you know i was like pretty quick to like meet people and like start like i feel like i put roots in here pretty quickly so, no, I've never really thought about going back. And at the time, actually, when I moved, um, Boston's music scene was, it, it went away for a couple of years almost entirely, at least to my knowledge. A lot, of, a lot of venues shut down or, like, weren't doing hardcore shows. And there was, like, a lot of cops, like, um, cracking down on, like, house shows and DIY shows. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean music obviously being important to me i i didn't really i wouldn't want to go back to a place where I, it didn't really exist at the time okay that that's totally fair i, I can totally understand that point of view because I, I feel like the same way because I, I grew up in the palm springs area and then i moved to orange county and it was like such a um, change of pace and i felt like this is like where i belonged and mm-hmm. i tried moving back like early on and it didn't work out and I was like okay maybe like I'm like supposed to stay here and not go back home and it, it, it is crazy to think about like outside of my family back home in Palm Springs I, I literally have like maybe like four friends that I actually still keep up with but like once I moved away like there's so many people that I just lost touch with yeah I mean it happens it's nice to see old friends like once a year and I I do like going back and visiting and of course, seeing seeing my family there, but yeah, I mean, it's like it's not a place I want to live. Like I'm I'm good where I've set myself up now, and it sounds like same is true for you. Yeah, for sure. I, I've you know I've only been to Boston uh, twice, and the, the last time I was there, um, some friends and I we got like an Airbnb in uh, Cambridge, and I was like, this is really nice out here, but I was like, I don't know if I could live out here. Yeah, Cambridge is cool. That's like kind of borders the town that I grew up in. Okay. And so you went to Philly for school and did you just kind of dive right into the local hardcore scene and was it like your goal to start bands? Um, Well, I mean, I played in bands when I was a kid too. So like, you know, as soon as I moved, I was like, okay, I got to like find people to start start bands I kind of like fell into this like wasn't really the the hardcore scene here it was like I don't know if this exists now or maybe it just does and I'm not that age so I'm like not really aware of it but it was like more of like a like DIY scene like some hardcore some like you know kind of like a mix of different stuff like I played in heavier heavier band like punk ish hardcore ish bands 
But I mean, I played a lot of shows with like emo bands and shit like that. Um, and that's kind of because I like I grew up in Boston at the tail end of like hardcore being kind of shitty. You, you know what I mean? Like uh, hardcore being at least to to in my perspective, it was like pretty fucking dangerous and there was like older dudes at shows who like kind of would like it felt like they would target younger kids did you ever experience that uh you know when i was younger i do remember things being like a little more scary but i i never felt like i was targeted but i i felt like uh back then people were a lot quicker to pull the trigger to like stomp somebody out versus today yeah which i don't yeah. I feel like um you know it's, it's not really like that anymore and there was like, I mean, I started going to shows at the tail end of there being like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say anything and like get myself into any trouble, but like sketchy shit. Okay. That's, that's all I'll say. For sure. No, I, I definitely get that. And you probably wanted to like be somewhere where, you know, it was probably like a better environment and like a different scene. Yeah, I mean, I eventually um, found that that DIY scene I hated even more for like totally different reasons. But um, so, yeah, I found my way back to back to hardcore. And how soon was it um, until you started your first band? Because currently right now you play in uh, Chemical Fix, Drowse and Fixation. That's right. Yep. So um, which one uh, did you start first or did you join first? Well, I joined Drowse um, because I did a seven inch for Drowse. Um, I knew their drummer at the time. Drowse has had a lot of lot of different drummers, um, but I was friends with their then drummer and I recorded their seven inch and then kind of just became good friends with everybody in the band after that. And their original bass player ended up quitting like a year later. And they asked me to, if I wanted to start playing in it. So that's how that happened. And what year was that? When I joined Drowse, uh, 2017, maybe. I don't know. Drowse has been a band for for a long time yeah and i i know there's a a new record floating out there that's supposed to be released yep yep there is there is a new record it is done there are there are plans for release but kind of in the early stages so it might be a little bit before that scene sees the light of day okay. i get tempted all the time to just like upload it to Bandcamp, but i don't think I don't think the person putting out the record would be thrilled if I did that. Really? Yeah. See, I'm I'm so torn because there's um you know in our uh, current situation there's been bands who have dropped new records and I'm just like like was that the right move or maybe they um should have waited like I'm not sure and like I'm so curious like I I was just like think about that I was like huh I I wonder how it turned out for them like was it good or was it bad and like how would have been if they would have actually waited. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot too because I mean, there of my three bands, two of them have records that are done 
like totally done, ready to be released, and one that's like working on a record. So kind of feels like I'm sitting on three records that are for the most part done. And I, I think that this is probably not a good time to be releasing music. But I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah, because it's like I, I look at it I'm like, man, you could release music. And while everybody's kind of, you know, quarantine, uh, staying at home and I feel like kids are paying more attention these days. So it's like maybe, you know, you put out the music, kids learn the songs. And then by the time everything, uh, you know, all these like, you know, phases to um, getting back to opening up the states and stuff. And by the time there's a show, kids could know all the songs or, uh, you know, you just wait and kids could learn the songs later. Yeah, they could they could forget them by the time shows are happening again. It's it's like impossible to say yeah. what the right move is. Yeah, because it it's just so um like subjective because it, it, it all just depends like right place, right time. Like some bands could drop something and it could hit, or it could just completely miss. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, I hate sitting on music that's like done, like. I want to get that shit out and start writing the next thing. You know, that's just like, that's how my brain works. So like sitting on things for like a normal release schedule in the first place drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. But with this like added, I mean, everything's on pause. So yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Cause even I, I, I try to stick to like this release window of like Mondays and Thursdays. And even though like I missed this past Monday, but whatever that was out of my control. Um, sometimes I was like, man, maybe I should just drop it, like do the podcast, edit it right after. Um, Cause I do get lazy sometimes and I'll wait till like the next day. Um, just edit it right away and just post it. And I was like, maybe that would be cool. But then also I'm just like, I don't know. I, I gotta keep some sort of like structure and try to keep people, uh, you know, in tune and keep things consistent I'm, i've been toying with like changing the way i do things but it's all up in the air who knows what, what i'm gonna do dude i'm the same way i constantly like have some some like new plan of how i'm gonna do like i don't know how i'm gonna like run recording sessions or i mean it's usually that like i've always got some new scheme uh-huh. yeah i had this whole like layout change for my website and I was just waiting on this one piece of art and it was taking forever and forever. And then I got the art in and I hated it. And I was like, this is, this is like, you know, like terrible. I, I was like, I, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm sorry. Like I, I told the person who like did the artwork for me, I was like, Hey, sorry. Like I, I, I appreciate you taking the time doing it, but like, I just, I can't go with that. And I just scrapped the whole thing in my website. It just has the same layout that it's had for like the past, like, I think like two, two or three years. How did they take that? Dude, I'm always so worried, like, telling people I don't like something that they've done. Oh, you know, I, I obviously, I, I, I tried to say it as respectful as I can. And l- luckily, it was, like, a really good friend of mine. So, yeah, I, I explored. Well, sometimes that can be worse, though. Oh, no, 100%. 100%. I, I totally get that. And I, I just tried to make sure that I, I wasn't being, like a, like, a jerk about it. And I just told him uh, what I didn't like about it. And I asked him like, you know, his point of view on like why he did um, things a certain way. And obviously I'm not an artist, so I'm just trying to get his like, you know, vision. And uh, we just kind of came to an agreement. Okay, we're not gonna use it. And you know, boom, we'll move on. But we're still friends, like it, it, it's fine. And I told him too, I was like, hey, I'm waiting on that artwork so I can fix the website. And uh, he knows, but 
Um, it, it's fine. Yeah, I, I just had, I had to be honest. I, I feel like it's better to be upfront and honest, and then instead of like lying and you know trying to make up excuses. Because because even, even though like it, it you know, well it kind of will sting for a little bit, but it's just like I feel like that's just the best way to go. Yeah, I mean you're right. I I have uh, I don't have a hard time at all telling people that I don't really know or I like loosely know exactly what my opinion is of something, but like good friends, yeah, I have a hard time being like, dude, I love you, but this sucks. obviously i I wouldn't say it like that but you know what i mean i've I've been told you're you're pretty picky when it comes to like recording bands is that true um not really i mean i'm if anything i'm starting to be pickier than i used to be but i mean at first i mean recording is is tough it's uh it's really competitive at least it feels like that to me um and like at first kind of got to take everything that comes your way and like hope something hope something sticks you know that's kind of just how it is so when you're doing these recording sessions are you like invested in the band or are you just kind of like all right cool like let's just get oh no 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 anytime uh i get hired to like do a project for a band while I'm working on that project, that band is like the most important band in the world to me. Okay. Like I take it very seriously. Like I don't ever, like, even if I like, if I don't like something, whether it's like not my, my preference stylistically, or if I just like straight up don't think the band is good, I never treat the project that way. Okay, that's good. So you, you never just like phone it in. You, you always give them your no, best effort. No, never. Okay, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I take I take it super seriously because it's like I don't know if I was paying somebody, like if I was in their shoes, it would feel like horrible to me if I felt like somebody was phoning it in. You know? Yeah, and plus, your name's tied to their recordings. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel I don't feel good about putting my name on something that like isn't the best it possibly could be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, that's awesome to hear, and I love the name of your recording. Uh, the, should I call it a studio or a space? Uh, studio space, fucking dungeon. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, called, any of the above. <laughs> yeah, it's called the the knife layer. And dude, I that was like a joke that I wrote on a piece of paper and it stuck and now it's like printed on records. God, I wish I hadn't it like literally just says that in Sharpie on like a white piece of paper on my door. Really? Is is it too late to change it? I mean, I don't really care. If people like use that name in the credits or like it's whatever. I just I wish I had written almost anything else. I mean, it's funny. It's fine. Yeah. Just this thing that you didn't think would be taken that serious has now become this thing that um, you go by. Yep. Whoops. And have you ever thought about moving locations? Because you're just in some giant warehouse. I I imagine it, um, you know, just like 
because the way it's been described to me and the way that I've um, you know read you talk about it in other interviews, it just seems just like a giant like warehouse that's like kind of open to everybody. Um, yeah. Well, so I think about moving all the time. Um, I'm not at a point yet where I'm because recording is not my full time thing, and sometimes it like there are periods where. I'm putting in almost like the hours of full-time job, but then there are periods where like I only have a couple sessions a month. So right now, um, I'm kind of there for the time being until like I feel comfortable enough, like I have steady enough work all the time that I'm like, yeah, I can, I can move into a nicer space. I mean, right now what it is, it's like, there's a lot of practice spaces in the part of the the warehouse that I'm in and I've kind of like found my way around that by can like having sessions be like I do 10 to 6 because most bands I have noticed don't really practice before like evening so that's I mean that's the main I mean the building's like pretty pretty gross too but my room feels comfortable to me okay. so as long as like there's not like a ton of noise like interrupting a session like i don't i don't mind the room but i definitely want to move into something nicer eventually yeah i've never been to philly and i feel like that's like one place i, I, I want to check out <laughs> if i ever make it out there I would say, uh, come to this is hardcore, but who knows if that's happening this year? Oh man, I know it isn't it crazy. Like, I think about I I was I've been doing the podcast whatever consistently for for a long time, and I I remember I was doing this podcast with Greg from World Demise, and we were talking, and we kept trying not to talk about the pandemic, but it just kept coming up. But at that point, uh, the the quarantine has hadn't really started. It wasn't like super crazy yet. And yeah. like literally a, a week later, boom, it's like, you know, stay home. Like, you know, people started losing their jobs and like, it was just like a complete, just like upside down. And it, it's just such a trip at how it's just like affected the whole world. Yeah. I mean, it happened all of a sudden. And I thought for sure that everything that like everybody was saying, like, Oh, you know, like, we're all going to be told to stay at home. Like we're not going to be able to like, you know, this is happening in other countries. I was like, no way is that happening here. Fucking seven. How many weeks in are we? However many weeks later, here we are. Yeah. It feels, it feels so strange. I had to like, and it just sounds so like privileged, but um, I, the, I spent a lot of time at Disneyland and I haven't been able to go because it's been closed since like um, early March. And I, it's crazy. Like I've had to like readjust and find new things to do, which has been fine. Like, you know, it's not the worst life and I know that, but I'm just, you know, stoked that this Friday, um, California is going to start to reopen. Like I know certain businesses are going to be allowed to reopen, but with like certain restrictions. I didn't even know that that was starting to happen anywhere yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, uh, thanks to Twitter. I, that's where I get all my news. I don't, I don't have Twitter. I don't think I could. I don't think I could handle Twitter. Oh, I'm not. I'm not big on social media in general. But Twitter just seems like 
I get too fucking mad. It's a looking at Twitter. It's definitely a circus. Like I, I, I've seen it like evolve from, uh, because I, I got a Twitter in like 2008 because my roommate was like, dude, this is like the new wave. You got to get into it. And I was like, dude, nobody wants to know what I'm doing, like at all. So like, I don't see a point in it. And he's like, just get it. Like it's fine. So I'm like, I got it and I kind of eased into it and I, I saw it, you know, grow from it being like, you know, you posting your status of like what you're doing and then it just kind of like evolved to like, like a talking space. And then now that's literally like where uh, news travels so fast there. And like, I feel like that's where things get posted and I, it's, it's such a crazy thing that like what it's grown into. Yeah. I mean, seems, seems like it. Yeah. But I, I totally understand what you're saying because. Twitter has this thing where uh, you will see tweets that are like liked by people that you follow. So there, there's people who you don't even follow that'll just end up in your feed. And uh, like sometimes I'm scrolling through it and I'm just like, like how can anybody like be this dumb or like just have like these stupid like terrible opinions? And I'm just like, all right, whatever. I was like, I'm not gonna let it ruin my day because I'm I'm here for, for the um you know try to get real news. Obviously, I got to do some sifting through and find out what's real and what's not. And then I just like you know the funny stuff too. Just a lot of weird memes, like crazy stuff that I would never even think of. That just makes me laugh. So I, I get it. I mean, I prefer not to know at all what's going on and to be surprised. Like, would have been fun for me if I just like didn't know about this pandemic and like went out. I was like, why the hell is everybody wearing masks? <laughs> I like to be surprised. It reminds me of, uh, you know, the actor uh, Jared Leto. Uh, he, he was. I know the name. He was the, the Joker in Suicide Squad. That's I like, see. I knew that, but I didn't see that movie. Okay, so it's fine. You're that not, doesn't, you're not that doesn't put a, a face to it for me. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, he's like, uh, you know, super hip or whatever. And I guess he was on some like silent uh, retreat in the desert for like a week or, or something crazy. And he came back into civilization and was like, "What the hell's going on?" Like, because he didn't have his phone or anything. It was like complete silence and whatever. He's cut off from the world, and he came Dude, back. Can you imagine if you woke up from a coma during this? Dude, it would be, it'd feel like such a movie because I, 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 when I'm out in the grocery store and I see so many people um, wearing masks, I'm like, this is like crazy how this became normal. Because I used to look at the people that I would see at like theme parks wearing that stuff. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, are, are they really that afraid of getting sick? But now it's just like yeah. everybody, like in LA County, like, like you can't like go, like, like literally, like I think like um, it's like against the law to go in public places without a mask on right now. Uh, I think. Right now, here to go into any stores, you definitely have to have a mask. I don't know about like just like if you're walking down the street, if you have to be wearing one. But I mean, most people I see are. And have you uh, invested in like a like a a cool mask, or are you just wearing like a plain normal mask? No, not at all. I mean, it's like I think they handed me one at CVS, like. Somebody came over to me and they were like, they're firing us on the spot if uh, if we let any, anybody in the store without a mask and just like handed me one. So just like, yeah, not a not a cool mask at all. My partner has a uh, somebody made. I think her mom made her a Chanel one out of like a shoe bag or something. Oh, wow. Designer. So I'm totally the opposite way. <laughs> OK, for sure. You know, it's crazy that um, my buddy and I, we went to a uh, 7-Eleven to just go get some like drinks or something. And they were like forcing us to put on like these like disposable plastic gloves. They're like, 
put on the gloves or leave. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'll put on the gloves. This is weird. I've never done this before. And like the only time that I've ever gone out in like public and put on gloves was like years ago. Like my buddy John and I went to some like Tokyo fried chicken place and they gave you gloves because the chicken was so hot. Like you couldn't just pick it up normally. So um, you needed to wear the gloves. So it was just a little strange for me to walk into this convenience store and they're like, you know, forcing these gloves on me. I was like, this is so weird. Like, I just want to go home and not deal with this. Like, it seems like it's madness. Yeah. But okay. Oh man, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. What's like, what are you looking forward to when the pandemic is over? Cause I, I, I can't say go back to normal. Cause it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, nothing like normal's over. But when the pandemic is over, like, what are you looking forward to most? I mean, it's, it's tough to say because aside from, aside from my day job and I'm like now just starting to like, dip my toe in, test the waters with like having sessions, like most of the things that I do, I'm not doing. Like I haven't practiced with any of my bands in a while. I haven't seen most of, I mean, those friends or, or any, I mean, I've seen a couple people here and there, but like not much. Um, shows, I mean, dude, everything. Although I like uh, how little traffic there's been. I've noticed there's like way fewer cars on the road, obviously. So, um, and I, I have such bad road rage. So that's been nice. Yeah, I, I definitely do not miss traffic. And I recently moved and, like to a different part of town and I just haven't even thought about that yet. Like kind of like, what's it going to be like when traffic resumes and there's like way more people out like how is it going to take me to get home from work and get to work i haven't even thought about stuff like that yet so you're still working in like a, a physical office oh uh, no so uh i i don't really talk about it i'm too much on the podcast and like people think it's like some big secret but uh, i uh, i i'm a, like a salesman for frito-lay so i have some accounts that i manage and okay yeah so i, I have to go into um my like accounts like you know throughout the week so I'm like, I, I guess kind of like traveling, whatever, because I live in Orange County, but my stores are like right on the border. Like they're like right in L.A. County. So it's like not like super far from where I live, but it's like technically in L.A. OK, but yeah, Monday through Friday, it's, you know, it, it's all right. But, <sighs> but what do you want to talk about? Well, I, I was curious. You, you, I mentioned that you have a session like um, at some point today. Yeah, later tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk. I mean, I guess I could just tell you what it is, and if he's like, "Oh yeah, don't don't talk about that," you just cut it out, right? Uh, oh well, I, I don't want to get too into the um, personal stuff, but I was just curious. Um, you're having, uh, you know, you're gonna have to come in contact with these people. Are, are you going through special precautions, like uh, you know, to make so, sure? So, um, I've only had, um two sessions so far and this will be my third okay. the first one was the same project as the one i have tonight mm -hmm. but it's just one person okay. doing vocals for a record and the other session was two people tracking drums and scratch guitars for a project so i'm not really uh, i've been in the room with one or two other people at most at a time right now 
So that feels, I mean, maybe I'm just telling myself this, that feels to me like it's safer than having like five people in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally I'm, I, I, I also just like, kind of don't give a shit anymore. I know that's horrible, but like I'm over it. Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm kind of the same way. I, because I I live in Orange County and they're not really like imposing like the mask situation like they are in LA County. So when I do like my local grocery shopping or I go out to grab food, I don't wear a mask. And I I fully accept like all the weird looks and the judgment from everybody else because it's become normal for everybody to wear masks. And, and I get it. Um, to you know, prevent people getting sick, but I, I'm to the point where like, okay, if if I get it, that's on me. I'm not gonna you know cry about it and you know have people feel sad for me. Like this is like my choice, and like I'll fully accept that. But I, I'm just ready to move on from the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not like I'm not like fucking around and like hanging out with big groups of friends and like you know. I'm I'm mostly doing the everything that they say you're supposed to be doing, but mm-hmm. I'm uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm just over it. I'm tired of it. I'm like, it's kind of impossible not to talk about right now, but at the same time, like, I fucking hate talking about it. Yeah, no, I I, I completely get it. There was these crazy protests like out here in Orange County, like over the weekend, and me and my buddy Garrett, we went down to where they're holding the protests because we were curious because they announced that some restaurants open back up, and I was like, "There's no way that people are gonna like be this much of like a rebel and like do that." So we went down to Huntington Beach, and there was like protesters, whatever. That was weird. But then we we're walking down Main Street, and there were some restaurants um, that were open, people sitting down eating food. I was like, "This is so weird." And we watched like one place get um, raided by the cops, and they got shut down on the spot. It, it was really strange times. I was like, "This is so weird," because like it, this doesn't seem real. Yeah, I mean, that's like we're we're not far from martial law. It's uh, scary. I'm not a fan of that. You know, I, I've been watching, but at the same time, <laughs> uh, yesterday I drove by like this like burrito spot. Okay. And yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. Dude, there were so many people in this restaurant, and I like I just like looked in the window as I drove by. I was like. That is like somebody's somebody's going home with the virus from that. There was like 30 people inside, like not a big restaurant, like 30 people would have been too many before the pandemic. And I was like, yeah, somebody's getting sick without a doubt. You weren't curious to go grab a burrito because the food has to be fire if there's that many people in there waiting, especially in this situation. I'd be curious. Like, huh, it might be worth the risk. I'll go back a different, like, literally any other time. I mean, not because I'm, like, between you and... No, it's not between you and me. It's a podcast. Whatever. Uh, I'm not, like, personally uh, afraid of, like, potentially getting uh, COVID. Like, obviously, like, there's, like, the whole thing with spreading it. Whatever. But, like, I'm I'm pretty confident I would be fine if I got it. Um, but... I hate waiting in lines, so I'll go back to that spot another time. Okay. I don't know anybody who enjoys waiting in lines, by the way. 
I'm a very, very impatient person. Really? Especially, I mean, I was going to say especially when I'm hungry, but that's like, that's everybody. Okay. And did you do anything special to celebrate Cinco de Mayo yesterday? I didn't. Uh, I kind of feel like that's one of those things. Like, you know how everybody is like all of a sudden Irish, like the week of St. Patrick's Day. Oh, like, yeah. I feel, I feel like funny like jumping in on a holiday that's like it feels like it's not really mine okay you know like yeah i don't i don't know any like better way to i it just sometimes it feels like um cultural appropriation for the sake of like eating some kind of food and like getting drunk like drinking Cinco de Mayo, drinking margaritas. Like, wow, how how festive of you. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I like that's that's not my thing. Yeah, I feel like the closest thing that I get to celebrating Cinco de Mayo is like what, if there was like a big boxing match because there normally is like around Cinco de Mayo, and obviously there wasn't this year. So I, I didn't do anything yesterday besides I like binged watch Westworld and was just thinking about reality for like five hours it was pretty weird yeah that's that's one of the weirder Cinco de Mayo celebrations I've heard okay you know what what I was really bummed about on uh and I, I hate um and I feel like we can't escape this uh talk about um the pandemic but the unity but we, we gotta move on after this we gotta talk about literally anything <laughs> else after this okay all right um, I'm gonna try um so the unity barbecue um the second one um you know sad news it had to oh, man. Uh, get canceled yeah. and w- one thing that kind of stuck out to me is on the flyer uh it was listed as a chemical fixation which kind of I, I glanced over it first and then I was talking to people about the fest about like you know what bands like they're excited to see and then they're like yeah like isn't it cool that um you know uh, chemical fix and fixation are going to do like a split set kind of thing. And I was like, Oh wait, what? And I, I went back and I looked at the flyer. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, that, that's kind of clever that you guys just kind of like combine the names. Obviously you guys like share members, which is cool. But I, I thought that was a cool thing that you guys did that on the flyer. And I was just curious about like how you guys were going to, um, you know, split the set or like what special things you're going to do for that unity barbecue. Yo. So it's funny that you bring this up because a lot of people have brought this up to me. We didn't do that. Uh, I think Bob just thought that was funny because like, I mean, we always shared one member. I'm new in fixation, but chemical fix was like a band that like I, I started with some other people. And, um, at first it was just Mikey who plays guitar in both bands. Mm -hmm. Um, and he actually, came up with the name for chemical fix and we're like is it too anyway uh yeah we didn't put that on the flyer and we were not playing a split set but so many people have asked me about that i'm like dude both our bands play for like 12 fucking minutes to begin with what do you want us to do play for like 45 seconds and yeah i mean i even like asked Bob about it. I was like, dude, are we doing a, like a split set? And he was like, no, nah, I just thought this would be funny. That's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, everybody did, took it yeah. seriously. Nope. That's, that's what I was under the impression that that's what was going to happen, which I, I was like, okay, split set. Maybe I, I thought that was by choice. I didn't, I, I didn't know that that wasn't the deal. I mean, 
like, yeah, I we're both like fast hardcore bands. Like our set is not long to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since we're on the topic of Chemical Fix, it, it's been a minute since you guys have dropped like a, a new record. I, I know that you guys are on the Safe Inside Records um, comp, and there was that new song that dropped, which sounded awesome. And then you guys um, were on the Underdogs comp, and uh, I was curious, was that a newer recording of Quench? Yes. Okay. Um, That's those are both from the LP that is done, but as we as we mentioned earlier, kind of just uh, in limbo right now. Limbo. Okay, so both. Okay, th- that's cool. That um, that new version of Quench is gonna be on the new record. Can you uh, mm-hmm. talk about? It? Can, uh, have you guys announced or like anything about like the name of the record or when it might drop? No, I'm. I there's there's no concrete plans right now. We're uh, we're still working on like artwork. Isn't done. Like sonically, it's it's totally done. Mm-hmm. Like. I recorded it and mixed it and we sent it out to get mastered. Like the music part of it is completely done. We're, we're waiting on artwork. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, not really sure how long it's going to be on that. And why was there like a two year gap between the last record and this one? Uh, I guess we had, well, we had a member change, um, and aside from that, I mean, it, you know, we all, most of us play in a couple different bands, and it's kind of just like, at least the, the way that I look at it, is like, if, if there's like multiple records I want to do, I kind of have to like work on them in order. You know what I mean? Like for, for like bands that I'm in. So like there was just stuff that was like came before it, before we got to like write and record like the chemical fix record. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I don't get that. So there's kind of like a, like this order that you have in your head of projects. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I just start with, like, okay, this one, like, seems like it's, like, closest. So, like, do that one and then do this one next and then this one after it. And how long have you been sitting on uh, this, like, the the songs on the new record? Because I I remember watching uh, videos of Chemical Fix from a couple years ago. And obviously your set was longer than... Um, the record you had out at the time. So I was just curious, um, like how many of those songs made it to the new record and or is it just like a bunch of newer stuff or is it these just songs that you guys have had for a really long time? Um, so there is one song on there that actually got recorded for the first thing that we put out. But when we recorded that first release, there was nine songs that we recorded and we were like this is too long some of it's not good so we threw some of it out Mm -hmm. and that one kind of just didn't feel like we decided on like let's put out five songs like let's nobody wants uh this much music from a new band so that one just like didn't make it but we like it just didn't feel like it fit but we did record it again for this for this new release and other than that, there's 
maybe two songs on there that we've been playing for like a year now, mm-hmm. maybe less. And then other than that, everything's everything's pretty much brand new. Okay. Well, damn. Well, that's sick. I'm glad you guys are still keeping at it and have this new record complete. And obviously, due to the circumstances, I am looking forward to whenever um, it comes out. Maybe you guys drop a new single or you know have some formal announcement. I'm definitely looking forward to that in the future. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like I said, I hate I hate sitting on on stuff. I'm like, I wish I it could just be out now, but that's not how things work even in normal circumstances it's not how things work mm-hmm. so fixation went through some member changes uh were you um like stoked to join the band or were you hesitant about it especially taking on a new i was role? definitely definitely hesitant um i mean i love those guys and i've been like a fan yeah, of fixation always yeah. but uh it's not it's not a role that I'm used to like fronting, singing in a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really like being the center of attention. So the, I mean the nature of like that role in a band, there's definitely like a conflict for me. Like I'm a, I'm a pretty self conscious person and I, I tend to be pretty, introverted and uh everything about it kind of just takes me out of my comfort zone but i also feel like that's a good thing to like make yourself do sometimes yeah i i I definitely agree with that so yeah i was i was hesitant but um i feel like they kind of decided for me um i like mentioned the idea of like Hey, what if like I I came to a practice and like I gave it a shot? Like I feel like uh, you know maybe I'd be good at this. And um, we were like there was like com- some conversation around it where they were like, "Well, do you actually have time for this?" Or like like because they know I'm busy. They're like, "Can can you actually?" do this and I was like yeah I don't know but like I'll come practice and try it and then it after we practiced with them and we hadn't really like come to a decision together they kind of just started telling people who would like bring it up to me in conversation be like oh I heard you're like you're gonna be singing in fixation now I was like well well I guess I am now that they told everybody yeah but no it's it's cool I'm glad I'm doing it yeah, and I, I definitely appreciate you um, you know, talking about uh, doing something that's like out of your comfort zone because I feel a lot of people um, that's like a, a challenge for them to to do that, and especially to do it on like a consistent basis because yeah, um, nobody wants to you know feel like a fool or um, just having to do something that's like you know doing it for like the first time. It's always uh, you know it can be uncomfortable, but I, I always um, like to kind of take that kind of stuff head on. And try to do things like you know new things, uh, do things for the first time, or and even if I, and I know like I'm not going to be good at everything that I do, but I, I d- definitely like trying new things. I actually typically don't, which is like what even is like even further out of my comfort. You know, I get re, I'm, uh, 
I'm a creature of habit for sure. Okay. Um, so like, yeah, I don't, I don't like trying new things. Like, you know, most days you catch me, I'm like content with how my life is in that like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't need anything new. Like, I mean, I don't like getting new furniture, like shit, like, you know what I mean? Like I wait until like my phone is like totally busted before getting a new phone. I, I don't like new things at all. You know, you know, it's funny. It's like for me, I love technology. So that's what I, I'm obsessed with. Like I have like a really nice computer. I always want like the latest tech, but when it comes to like, you know, other material stuff, like my clothes or, um, my car, uh, like just things that just aren't like things I need to like, you know, function daily and like, you know, uh, and like, you know, please like my, my crave to be online and, uh, you know, constantly feed this weird thing that I have. Like, I'm, I'm just always trying to soak up like knowledge on just like everything that I'm into. Um, so like when it comes right. to just like other stuff, like it, things just don't really like matter to me. Like I, I've been like, I, I, I need new shoes. And I've just been like, you know, um, talking with and I, my buddy Garrett, he hears it all the time, but I'm always like talking to him. I'm like, dude, should I buy designer shoes or should I just go buy vans? Like, what should I do? And like, I'll, I'll spend like, you know, like hours just like staring at my shopping cart. Like, okay, I, I just got to click, you know, proceed to check out and fill out. Like I have like, you know, the auto fill form, whatever. And like, I'll, I'll get there and I'll just sit there and like, man, do I really need to spend like, you know, X amount of money on these shoes? And then it's just like, ah, no. I was like, maybe, like, maybe tomorrow, because like my shoes are still like okay. Um, they're not at the point where like, yeah, I actually, they're not falling. My my big toe isn't poking. Through yeah, yeah, yet. yeah. It's not that bad yet. And like, I'll, I'll like, like, I'll find some downtime. I'll look at my phone. I'll open up like the like StockX app, and I'm like, all right, I think it's time. Like, I'm gonna do it. And like, I, I get to the same point. I'm just like, oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe maybe when I get home, it's easier to see on, on my computer. But 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 I I totally get that. Like if it's not like um having to do with like my setup for like streaming or like podcasting, if it's nothing to do with that, like I just like it's hard for me to actually really care. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way too. I love buying new recording gear. But other than that, like I mean you talk about shoes. I've had every time I buy shoes, I just buy the same shoes, like for for at least ten years now, just like black vans. Okay. Hell yeah. That's like yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't remember the time I bought a pair of jeans that weren't black jeans. Like, I'm just like, I just like things the same. Yeah, same here. Like, Somebody actually, uh, a band I was recording, uh, one day when we were like wrapping up a project, uh, like finishing vocals on it, we like we're, we were going to leave. I think everything was done. And one of the kids was like, yo, I got to ask you. And he just like kind of like looked me up and down. And I, I think I was just wearing like black bands, black, black jeans, like plain black T-shirt. And he was like, does your whole closet just look like this? And I laughed. I was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I just uh, some of my friends joke I'm a cartoon character because my outfit never changes. That exact. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking back to like um, I can't remember exactly what episode it was, but um, there's like this old uh, cartoon. Doug, do you remember that cartoon? Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's an episode where uh, they're like at his house and they look in his closet, and literally he has the same outfit. That's that's what his whole closet is. It's like you know that green vest with the white shirt and the brown shorts. And that's all he had in his closet. So that's exactly what I was thinking about when you're describing um, you know what your closet was like. 
yeah, I mean, that's, he, he's not wrong. That, that kind of is me. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that because same thing for me. Like I, I'm either wearing black chino pants or camo pants. And then I have a, a like an assortment of band t-shirts. I, I have way too many band t-shirts. I, I need to stop buying band t-shirts, but I, I can't. I have band t-shirts, but I always like go for that, like, you know, like photo on the black t-shirt. Okay. You know, I have like a bunch of those for different bands, but it's kind of like the same shirt, really. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. I think like probably like 80% of like my shirts and like hoodies are all black. Yeah. I'm a Modern Life is War song is what I am. Wow. What a band. I, I used to work with one of the guitar players. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, I love that. I mean, I can't say that it's a band that I like listen to regularly anymore, but that mm-hmm. was like one of the one of the first hardcore bands that I listened to that I like really connected to, which is weird because I'm not. Uh, I don't live in what are they from Iowa? The like saying about like living around like cornfields and shit. And mm-hmm. I don't relate to that. But yeah, yeah, that band connected with me. Yeah, I I guess I never really understood like how big or like how many people were actually into that band until like I like worked with that guy and he was always just gone. He's like, oh, yeah, we're just recording a new record. So like I'm, I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, that's that's sick. And then he would just always be gone because then he'd be like because uh, they, they like, came back and did like some shows or I think like, maybe a tour. I can't remember. And I was just like, oh, I was like, that's crazy. That's cool. Like, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I actually even liked the the last, like, the first LP they did when they, like, came back after, like, 10 years or whatever. And then they, like, they did some stuff after that that I didn't care for. But, okay, yeah, good band. So... You recorded a, a band called Payback, which I think is like super awesome. I, I feel like you're gonna go down in um, hardcore history for putting out um, Delco's in lockdown. I, I feel like that's that record is so awesome. That band is so important, not just to your area, but I think to hardcore like as a whole. Yeah, uh, Keith is the man. Um, yeah, cool band. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about hardcore. I mean, maybe you're right. Who knows? Um, it's funny that you bring that one up because that was like such a, it was a real haphazard session. Like I found out when they got there that they had like never actually played the songs in a room together before. And I was like, oh man, here it goes. But then it actually turned into like something cool in the end and like people obviously were stoked on it when it came out yeah that that that's crazy to hear because i i feel like it, it uh, came together and it sounds awesome like I, i'm a huge fan of that band and uh and i don't know if it was just like a, a special night the, the time that i saw them but i, I guess it just is like stuck with me uh, since then I, oh I, they're I, a band you have to see live yeah i i, I feel like the, the, the music's awesome but then like seeing them in person is just like a whole different experience yeah, I mean, just watching watching Keith is like not to take away from anybody else in the band, but like, man, I I love watching him play sets. Yeah, I'm hoping to be able to see them 
at some point again before I die, <laughs> which is like funny to say. Yeah. If there's ever no, no, I can't go. We're, I'm going to go back down that road again. and can't talk about it. Nope. Yep. We're I, I didn't bring, I didn't say it. I almost did. I caught myself. All right. All right moving on. Okay. Moving on. Um, so knife layer, you record a, a ton of awesome bands and, um, you um, mentioned briefly that you don't do it full time. I, I, I've read that you uh, have um, composed uh, stuff for video games. Can you talk about that? Yep, yep. that's that is my full time job. I am the like in house audio guy at a <clears throat> a video game developer here studio. I don't ever know what the like. That's that's so not my world that I don't even know the right thing to call it. But like. A company that makes video games. I am there. I'm the one man audio department. So I kind of do everything. Um, I do music for games. I do sound effects. I have conducted voiceover sessions. It's a cool job. Like even like I'm like a very casual like video game guy. Like I I get into a game for a minute, but mostly like don't. Like, I'll go, like, months without touching one. Um, but it, it, it's a fun job, for sure. And what kind of video games do you play? Um, you did mention you're, like, a casual player, but when you do pick up the sticks, I'm curious, like, what do you like playing? Um, I bought a Switch last year, mostly just to play Zelda, because that's, like, I mean, that was my favorite game ever growing up, and... Uh, there's like, there's so much nostalgia in it for me, like not even like to take away from the, the newest one was actually like awesome in its own way. But like it, I think that's what like draws me to video games now. Um, also like, yo, if I'm real mad, I love Grand Theft Auto just like fucking killing people running people over like that's fun in a totally different way though i, I think it's funny when th- the media will try to blame video games for uh you know school shootings or these mass murders They're like oh he, he was playing grand do they even do that anymore uh yeah they, they, they've tried recently uh it's, it's not true i don't care what anybody I says. thought that argument was like had been like thrown out the window 10 years ago no, they're like enough time has passed. I think we can try to blame video games again. But oh, is that how that works? I, I think so. Um, it, it's all stupid. But I, I'm, I'm stoked that you bought a Switch. I, I got one when it first came out, and I bought. I think Zelda might have been the first thing that I bought. Yeah, I, I bought Zelda, and then I bought Mario Kart Eight, and I, I had fun with it. But I was waiting for Smash to come out, and it was just taking too long. And I was like, you know what? I don't even play my switch anymore. Like I just sat there like collecting dust. So I, I like sold it and then all these good games started coming out. And I'm like, shit, like I wish I had a switch. So, like I recently bought one and I'm super stoked on it. And it's the first time in my entire life that I've bought a Nintendo system and have kept it because I've bought a 64 multiple times and like got rid of it. Um, I never owned a GameCube. Uh, I had a Super Nintendo, but I, I'm so high on, on the switch. I, I, I love it. And, and, it, and it blows my mind that, they they have these um, like iconic games like Zelda, Mario, and the formula for them doesn't really change too much. 
and they're still able to make like these like epic games and it, it just blows my mind how like uh, nintendo's like, able to do it like you know consistently it, yeah they're kind of like, like they're kind of just like on their own shit yeah except Which for like cool the wii wii u that was like a weird time i think especially the wii u like, they got like no support from like any other companies and it was like yeah really really bad but Dude, i didn't even know what it was until somebody like at my job like i i thought it was just like like maybe a a wii that had like i don't know like was worked better for like newer high def like i didn't think it was its own standalone thing and somebody mm-hmm. was like yeah no they just like they kind of blew it on the name choice and like nobody realized that it was like a new thing yeah, like a lot of people thought it was just like like a peripheral upgrade to get like the little tablet thing, but it was like a full on new console. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I had no idea. But shout out to Nintendo. Um, what's your favorite Zelda game? Uh, I mean, Ocarina of Time is is the classic. Yeah, that's to true. me, it's the classic. No, like that game. Like I'll, I'll I'll never forget like going over to like my aunt and uncle's house and like my uncle mike he had a 64 and he like introduced it to me and i was like what the hell this this is crazy like and i, I remember staying up like super late waiting till he got tired so i could like hop on and like try to like play the game and like learn that so i, I remember having so many late nights playing zelda and like wave race 64 and just like being like so blown away at like this new system at, at the time yeah i mean that was like one of the first i think that and uh mario 64 were like the first games i played ever and like i i mean i couldn't put them down when i was a kid yeah and i'm not sure if you've seen those rumors about uh nintendo doing a remaster of uh super mario 64 and uh, super mario sunshine no i mean i'm not like like i said i'm like pretty casual so i'm not too like clued in on like rumors of games but that'd be cool i would play them yeah i'm like just the thought of like playing super mario 64 like hd like remastered like just gets me like so excited i'm like like i want it so bad yeah that's cool yeah i I, there was a weird period like in my life where like i like sold off like everything that i owned and i was like i don't need stuff and (laughs) i like missed out on like a couple years of gaming and uh it's been like a couple years i've been back into it like pretty heavy but i still don't own a console besides my switch i I went straight back into gaming but like with a, a pc dude i just uh did like i've been on the emulator thing Okay. Because I'm, I'm pretty bored. And I'm like, it comes up again, like going back through the old Tony Hawk games and playing them on my computer. Which is your go to, Tony Hawk? Uh, I've been liking three right now. Okay. Which I feel like was not ever my favorite before, but I don't know why I'm, I'm really feeling that one right now. Yeah. I. I think uh, I checked out it. Um, Thug, Tony Hawk's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I dropped off too. Like I liked that one, but then like uh, maybe it was just like the the point in my life where I started doing like music 
more like spending more of my time on that and wasn't like really playing video games that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I did make the mistake of buying Tony Hawk five a couple years ago when it came out and what a dog <laughs> shit fucking game that was. How did you get suckered into buying Tony Hawk five? <laughs> because I'm a sucker and I just love Tony Hawk games. Do you want to hear something funny actually? Yes. Uh, please. The other, the other day I, Got this. I, I don't even know how I got this idea in my head, but I was like, yo, I'm going to get all my friends to spam Tony Hawk and tell him to hire me to like do something for the music for like maybe I, I was like reading rumors. I just said that I like don't know about this stuff. But when it comes to Tony Hawk, OK, I'll look a, it up another level. Yeah. OK. Uh, so I was like, oh, he's making he's making a new game. Um, and like got a bunch of my friends to like DM him on Instagram and be like, yo, big fan, like heard you're making a new game. If you need a, a guy to do music, anything hit up Wyatt. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm bored. No, I've, I've run out of things to do. I'm, I'm harassing Tony Hawk. You got to shoot your shot. Cause you could be on Tony Hawk, uh, six or seven. I, I'm not sure which one they're on. If I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, in my head at like at three in the morning when I like got this weird idea in my head, I was like, this could work. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly funny, but like it could work. It doesn't sound that far fetched if I'm being honest. He didn't even read any of ours. So, well, you know, maybe he did, but he just, uh, cause uh, you know, if somebody like DMs you and like, um, you guys aren't following each other, it'll get sent to like that like weird folder. And, oh yeah. Yeah. So maybe, the, maybe he was like, who are all these people like DM me about this Wyatt guy? So maybe he, he that's re- what I was thinking is he would be like, if enough people DM'd him about it all at once, he'd be like, well, who is this guy? Well, yeah, maybe, maybe he was underwhelmed. He's like, ah, oh, it's a guy who just records hardcore bands. I don't care about this guy. Yeah. I, oh, well. Maybe it's just, it's just not time yet. Because I feel like a lot maybe. of that stuff is with timing. Don't maybe. don't get my hopes up. <laughs> I'm not trying to get your hopes up. I'm just saying he didn't say no. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, so, my hopes are up. Okay, so don't don't give up. You could be, um, like, if, if you did have that opportunity, um, or uh, even with like your current job, have you ever tried to, like, um, you know, weave, like, hardcore punk music into what you're doing? Is that even a possibility? So that, um, so the, the singer of Chemical Fix is actually my boss. He's the, the art director at the company. So my stuff, at least music, kind of falls under him. And we both would love to, like, work that in at some point when it's appropriate. Right now, it has not been. Um, we do a lot of work for Cartoon Network. Okay. Um, making games for their shows. So obviously that's like not the appropriate place to work it in. Really? I, I can see like a chemical fix Powerpuff Girls thing. Well, dude, I did write something for uh, this big game we've been working on for for like two years now that um, there's like some chase music okay. and I like threw like dive bombs all over it, is it, which is like pretty fun. They're like pretty subtle, but like I showed it to him. I was like, there's like, there's like dive bombs all over this like race music. 
Wait, is, is the uh, game out? No, not yet. Okay. So we can't really talk. About um, it. it will be in October. And I think I'll, I'll double check on this later. But I think I'm allowed to talk about it. Um, we're, we're doing a, uh, like a, a major console release, like an open world game for a show they have called Ben 10. Oh, which he's like, it's not something I ever watched. Because I think it's it's a little bit younger than us. He has like the brown hair with like the green like superpowers, right? Yeah. Okay. I remember Ben Ten. Yeah. So that's Ben Ten has been like what I do forty hours a week for almost two years now. And before that, we did a a VR game for that same show and a VR game for they had this show called We Bear Bears that. Uh, I never, obviously, I mean, some adults like cartoons, that's not really my vibe, Mm -hmm. but I watched it because, like, you know, I had to do my research for work. Dude, that show is awesome. It's so funny. We Bear Bears. I'm I'm not familiar, but I want to look into it because it sounds interesting. I don't even know how to, like, sell it to you. I mean, it's like three bears doing, like, some bear shit, some people shit. I don't know. It's a sick show. I'm going to have to check and make sure I was allowed to say any of what I just said because I did like sign NDAs when I got hired at my job and I'm pretty sure that this stuff is okay to talk about, but I'm going to have to check on that. Okay. Well, um, just to be clear, this is going to drop tomorrow and nor- and normally there's, okay. like a, there's like a bigger gap in between episodes, but uh, just due to my situation, I wanted to drop this tomorrow. So Here, you know what? I'm sitting at my computer. I'm going to, I'm going to just check real quick. Uh, no problem. What? But I'm allowed, just shoot somebody a message. Be like, yo, is this okay? Okay. Okay. And while you wait for that, that's um, really awesome uh, to hear. But uh, I was curious, since you're such a big Tony Hawk fan, did you ever play Skate? Um, yes, I did. Uh, fan of that? Or... I liked it. Yeah. I felt that, obviously, it was like way more challenging when it came to landing the more technical tricks. Uh, I-, I was definitely digging that vibe. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it was like way more realistic. Uh, I, I wasn't good at skating. I gave up when I was like 10. I, I could like, I could ollie, I could shove it. And then I just like, couldn't, couldn't get a kickflip and was like, fuck this. I'm playing guitar. Yeah. I, I never got good at skating. Uh, I always thought the culture was cool. Uh, so I, I kind of just never really try to really apply myself um once i took a couple hard falls i was like you know what this isn't for me i appreciate what it is and i have way more fun watching and instead of getting hurt yeah yeah i think i mean skate was cool but i didn't like connect with it as much because i feel like it was probably way more fun to people who like actually skate Okay. Or maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not that realistic, but it seemed like it to me. I don't know. No, it, it definitely was way more realistic because, you know, Tony Hawk, you could just ollie and do like a quad kickflip and maybe nothing, you know. But I was thinking about I, I was asking you about, you know, you know, weaving in like hardcore punk music into video games. There was a game that came out not too long ago. It was called Rage 2 and they had like a backtrack song 
for the soundtrack of the game and i was like tripping i was like how the hell did that even happen because i i just like didn't even understand how they matched up with that style of gaming and i i thought it was cool though i was like oh cool like because my, my buddy you like, know what it's funny um by the way uh, i just got a message back i i was allowed to say everything okay. i said good um so no edits we're fine uh so me and my boss were talking about that game and how there's like a lot of games that are like kind of like co-opting this like this weird like like punk vibe okay. isn't is that not the deal with like rage 2 isn't it like somebody with like like a bright pink mohawk on the cover or am i thinking of something else uh it's a blue mohawk, but there's like pink like accents like on the cover. So okay, so so I was close. We're talking about the same thing. Yeah, it's like it's it's and he was like saying that there's like a lot of games right now that are kind of like going for this like weird like cyberpunk vibe or whatever. And I was just like, dude, there's like I don't know if there's actually people out in the world who look like this. Uh, right. Not like if I'm being honest, I, I don't think that's how they would normally dress. I know I've seen people like that at like comic book conventions dressing. Well, up. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they're out there yet. I don't think we've hit full Mad Max yet. Yeah. I don't actually have like any real opinion to to give on this, but we we just like noticed that that was the thing. And it's like a thing that doesn't totally make sense to me it's kind of like yo did you see that movie green room i did all right so i don't know about you my takeaway from that movie is like cool good movie except i found their like the way they portrayed this thing that is like kind of trying to be like something like shows and like bands and and punk and hardcore music whatever um, I felt like the way they portrayed that was like super fucking cringy because it felt like to me, it's like somebody who went to a show one time in like the nineties and this was their memory. Of, do, do you know what I mean? It just like kind of feels like, oh man, cool, good movie. But that like that piece of it that like almost hits home did it so wrong that it's like a little cringy. Yeah. It's like, it's weird. Like I enjoyed the movie, uh, but yeah, I, I, I did too. No, I, I, I thought it was a good movie, mm -hmm. but I, I definitely understand wh like what you're um, saying is like their like weird vision of um, like our culture. Like they didn't really quite hit it on the head. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, that's all I'm saying. And that's what, uh, dude, I don't know how, how we got here. I think I had a point at one point, and it's gone. It's, it's I have no somewhere. idea what I was driving at. Okay, so over the weekend, or was it, no, it was two weeks ago, I went to San Diego, and my buddy Ben, shout out Ben, he was super high on this uh, movie that he helped like crowdfund, I think, and he finally got the Blu-ray in the mail, so he's like, yo, like, we gotta watch it. It's this movie called Straight Edge Kegger, and 
it's like a B film. Oh, um, okay. And, and I hope that's fair to say. I hope I'm not offending anybody. Um, but like the acting wasn't like you know stellar or, or anything. But it was just so um, funny to see our like you know culture kind of like weaved into like this like horror movie and watching it and like you know being able to spot out like band T-shirts. I'm like, oh shit! Like people, like I know people who have those shirts. I, I've worn some of those shirts, like in in the past. Excuse me, in the past, and it, it, was, it was kind of funny just because like just all the generic like you know tropes about like straight edge and um, you know versus uh, you know people who like drink and do drugs. It, it was not like the best movie. Like I, I thought it was like fun to watch uh, just to see like our culture portrayed in in a certain way. Um, but it, it was just like pretty interesting to, to see that somebody would take the idea like okay, let's take straight edge and then make a horror film out of it. Yeah. I mean, that stuff can be fun. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they don't get it right. Uh, and then other times, like, I don't know. I think it can be cool or at least like fun, enjoyable. Yeah. But, but I kind of like that they haven't gotten it right. Cause it's just like, all right, hardcore is, um, still underground it hasn't hit to that point where like where it's like super mainstream because it kind of is mainstream now uh, I, I was gonna say like sometimes I feel like it just like it is pretty pretty mainstream yeah be be glad that you don't have Twitter and um, I, I hope you've been able to avoid uh, uh, the TikToks about hardcore and I'm not even sure do you know what TikTok is yeah I mean it's like uh, what was the thing before that was the same shit uh, uh, musically or, no, 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 oh, you're that. talking about Vine. Vine, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same shit, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Basically the same thing, just a different app. But Yeah, no, I, I haven't. I mean, unless you're talking about the harm's way thing, which I've seen a lot of good one of those. Oh, those honestly. are. <laughs> I, I wish I never saw those. No, th- those are um, it, um, just as bad. Or maybe the TikTok ones are worse. No, okay, yeah, the the tic- hardcore TikTok is worse than the Harm's Way one. The Harm's Way one's like okay, a couple times. So I was like, all right, how many of these do I need to see? But did you see the Goldfinger one? I did not. Oh man, that one's that one's pretty funny. Okay, maybe I'll have to go search that one out. And are, you're seeing all these Harm's Way ones. I'm guessing on um, your Instagram stories. Yeah, mostly. Okay. And outside of Instagram, um, you don't really have any other social media because I obviously you mentioned. I mean, I have Facebook, but like, oh, okay. I never use it. Honestly, if I'm like real bored on my phone, I might open it and scroll on it. But I like almost never post anything. I mean, I I just feel like in uh, Facebook became irrelevant when like everybody's mom and dad invaded it. It's like to me, Facebook is the same thing as LinkedIn now. Okay, for sure. I was never like um, super into my Facebook. I have one, and I see my parents like you know posting pictures of like the garden every now and then. But I yeah, and I'll I'll talk to some friends from like out of the country uh, through like Facebook Messenger. But outside of that, like I'm not like actively like updating my status or like my personal information yeah to be honest with you i only keep it because sometimes people hit me up for work on there and i usually end up redirecting like pointing them to my email address anyway just because i don't like to talk about like business quote unquote over like social media just because like 
I'll lose track of shit and like email is easier for me to keep track of. But yeah, I mean, like if people are going to hit me up first on there, like I might as well keep it. But like I said, I, I really don't go on there. Okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 sh- I totally get that. I, I try to um, like have all like my like organization of like the podcast, like through like my Instagram DMs. Like I have an email, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I have a phone number that like, people will sometimes text me through if they're able to get a hold of my phone number. But I sometimes that I have a like hard time like uh, keeping things organized because all uh, throughout the week like I'll, I I think about the podcast all the time. But like sometimes I'm like shit. Like I think I know everybody that's coming on this week. I always like have to like sift through my DMs to make sure that like there wasn't somebody that I like overlooked because that's only happened before and I felt like yeah. really bad. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty. I'm prone to being disorganized. So like organizing shit through like any sort of social media seems like a bad, a bad call for me. Also, sometimes I like, if it's the first time I've talked to somebody, um, and they're like, you know, I usually get like a, Hey, I want to record four songs. How much do you charge? And it's like, cool. There's actually like, five paragraphs of conversation that we actually have to go through before I can actually answer that question. I mean, cause like there's so many different, but like it's a lot for me to type mm-hmm. and I'm like not fast at typing on my phone. So I'm like, if you email me, I can actually sit at a keyboard and type this out rather than spend an hour trying to answer your question. <clears throat> yeah i feel like i have like a limit like where it's like okay if like the response like response is like super long i'll just have to wait till i get home to do it on my computer i feel way more comfortable just typing it out on my keyboard instead of like having to like stare at my like little screen and hope that everything's like typed out with like you know um, like a decent amount of like punctuation and things make sense versus where i can like yeah. you know be at my computer and it like is way easier to look at and way more comfortable for me to just sit and type out like long form stuff yeah yeah, no, I, I can't, like, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm, like, a secret old guy because, like, at this point, I've started embracing the the talk-to-text feature. Oh. I started doing it when I was, like, in the car driving, but mm-hmm. now I'm just, like, I'm kind of lazy, and this is easier to me. Oh, you know, I, I've used it a couple times, but, like, not, at, like, for, like, a lengthy amount of time, so do you find that it's, like, pretty accurate with what you're saying? Yeah, except when it's not. And, like, you know, sometimes I get, like, I haven't thrown my phone, but I've come close when it's, like, just, like, does not understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm an, I'm an old guy. I'm actually 80 years old is what I'm telling you. Uh, I'm curious, how does it um, know when to like, use, like, a period or a question mark? At oh, the you end? have to say it, which oh. is kind of weird. Oh, so you'll say, like, can you come over, question mark? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, have you ever, or do, do you have a Netflix account? Yeah. Yep. There's a, a newer reality show that came out and it was called The Circle. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. No, I haven't watched it. Okay. It's like a, a social media reality game show, um, which sounds like a mouthful. Um, but they're, like all, all the con- contestants have like their own apartment and they can't see each other face to face. They only can communicate through um, the like in network, like social media app. So when they're chatting um, in the 
local chat room or when they're trying to send somebody a message, they have to speak it out. So they'll be like, um, message, and then they'll bring up like the message prompt, and then they have to speak, and then they'll say send message, and like uh, it was just like pretty interesting to watch, and like I found myself like you know uh, wanting to talk like that because I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty convenient and nice to not have to like you know grab something and physically type it in i can just speak it like freely and it actually like translate really well dude talking is easier than typing i like i i am like a phone call guy oh me too like i'd rather talk to somebody on the phone for five minutes than like go back and forth over the course of like two hours like that's horrible to me mm-hmm. yeah and i i feel like it, you can uh, you know, say what you actually mean, and instead of like people trying to have to like decipher your text and you know things like you know get yeah. taken the wrong way. Like, hope this comes across the way that like I meant to say it. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd much rather call my friends instead of like texting them. Like texting is fine. Like I, I'll I'll text whatever. Like not a big deal. But if I really want to talk to you, like I would what much rather prefer it be either like face to face or over the phone or FaceTime. Like I I love FaceTime. Yeah. You know, honestly, I've been, I've been into it too. Um, I FaceTime, I've been doing FaceTime, uh, like group calls, um, with, uh, we did it the other night with fixation, not like about anything just cause we haven't like all seen each other and like, a month and uh chemical fix has like our we we mostly don't use our like group chat anymore we have one with this other oh i think you actually had um you had drew and or james on from time and pressure right yeah i actually had both of them on at the same time yeah yeah i thought so um so we have like a time and pressure chemical fix group chat and a couple times somebody in that group chat has initiated a like group call which is nine fucking people, which is like chaos, but that's kind of fun. Yeah. But that's cool that they'll even take the time to join. Cause I've I've been, uh, I have group chats where like people will, somebody will like initiate and nobody will show up. Well, like people will join, but a lot of people like, like James will answer and be like, what the fuck you want? What, what is this? Like he's already mad when he's picked up, but he will pick up. That's awesome. Great band. I, I love Time pressure, time and Pressure, and I was so sad that they didn't get a chance to come out to California and play. I, I was really, really looking forward to that because, like, I was... Uh, yeah, that's, supposed to, that's bummer. Yeah, like, we'd planned to, like, hang out that day because, like, I had such a good time talking to them on the podcast. I was like, yo, like, you guys are super awesome. Like, I, I want to hang out when you guys come to town. Yeah, they're, they're great. I love all of them. Yeah. I'm actually... If things had gone according to plan, I would be seeing them in, like three days because we were we were both going to play prom core in tulsa and i think we were going to play st louis while we were out there and play with them so mm. i'm bummed i'm not seeing them this week yeah damn i totally forgot about prom core. every fest has been taken down yeah there's like i a- was looking forward to that that seemed like it was going to be real cool yeah I, I I was surprised because um, I'm not like super familiar with Promcore. Like I, I had some friends that played last year, and I was like, yeah, oh, that's kind of that, that. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. But mm-hmm. like when they like, I mean, we asked Time and Pressure because they did it last year, and they were like, oh yeah, you should do it. Like it was really fun. And then they also told us like, oh, like 
headliners are going to be candy division of mind culture abuse i'm like yeah i'm in that sounds that sounds like fun to me yeah i, I feel like uh the, the lineup was solid this year and i, I was um, obviously bummed for them uh, bummed for every fest that had had to cancel or postpone yeah i mean supposedly it's still going to happen in october with as close to the same lineup as possible mm-hmm. so hopefully hopefully that does happen yeah uh for us out here in california and everybody else that was like gonna travel to sound and fury we're kind of like on this like weird clock because they tweeted out i think it was like late last week that they're waiting till the end of may to have some sort of like announcement about what's going on with the fest because obviously they're at like this weird point where like holy shit like it's so close where um it could either be like all right let's try to have the fest or it's going to be like right there where it's like we're still in the situation and you're like shit like we got to pull the plug so like they're in like a weird spot. Yeah, I mean, what what month? It's usually July, right? Yeah, I think they're I'm gonna have it the second week of July if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, me either. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll tell you about some stuff that I had planned off air, but yeah, it's like it's such a bummer. Yeah. But, well, we're talking about it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's unavoidable. Yeah. It sucks. It's fine. Um, you guys uh had a flyer. It was um the show was a uh, time and pressure chemical fix dividing line, and it was a um, daredevil flyer. I-, I was curious who uh, designed that. I don't know. There was like seven people at that show, so I'm guessing <laughs> one of them. Dude, I hate the fucking meat locker. Some people like love that spot and like I've been there where it's been like So the one time I ever played a good show there. Okay. The like shithead kid who booked the show. It was like a pretty packed show. They were charging 10 bucks at the door and uh I was in one of the two touring bands that played the show and the kid gave us 40 bucks to split between our two bands and like dipped. So the one time I played a good show there, the kid like pocketed a bunch of money, which like, you know, I don't care about money, but like, you know, gas isn't free. Um, do you know about the meat locker? Or am I going off about something you have no idea what I'm talking about? So I'm not like super familiar. I've seen pictures online and that's about it. Oh, is this disgusting venue in New New Jersey? Like, Yo, so green room, okay. maybe they went to a meat locker show. Maybe that's where they got like the idea of like what shows look like. Uh, it's like, yo, coronavirus probably fucking started there. At the meat locker. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, it's under this Italian restaurant. And it's got these horrible stairs that, like, you're if you got to carry any big cabs, you're almost definitely going to kill yourself. Um, wow. Yeah, it's just disgusting. No elevator. No, no, no. Fuck no. <laughs> That's wild. Okay, so seven people. When have you ever show. been to a punk show where you take an elevator? Um, well, if I'm being honest, I don't think I've ever been to a place where I had to take an elevator to get to the venue. Yeah. I don't think I have either. I like I said that, but then I realized, wait, hold on, I got to think about it. And no, still no. 
Yeah, no, I, I've been to like you know like bigger shows where I took an elevator, but that was about it. Yeah, that's what I was. I was just thinking. I've probably been to bigger shows where, oh, maybe not even then. I don't know. I went and saw uh, this band Mayday Parade. Have you heard of them? I I know of them. I can't say I'm like super familiar. Okay, so the, the company They're like pop punk, right? Oh uh, yeah, something like that. I guess yeah. I don't know. I I, I get. I'm really, that means. Uh, yeah, I'm really bad when it comes to like trying to like put bands in like a certain genre. So, uh, sure, I'll I'll say that's fine. But I, I used to work for this company, and we printed merch for them. And they're like, "Hey, Jamie, you're going to the show tonight, so can you just like deliver their merch?" I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." And I, I remember I had to take an elevator to get to the venue. And I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." And I think that might have been the only time that I ever actually took one to get to the venue, but it was it was fine. Yeah, what uh, what what kind of stuff are you into like other than hardcore? Like when it comes to music? Yeah, I mean like yo, um, what is your uh, what's that song you use for the podcast? Did somebody like make that for you? No, you know it's so funny. Okay, and and this is um awesome because I've been waiting. Uh, you know this is your episode, episode one hundred and forty one. Like I've been waiting for somebody to ask me about uh the music because nobody's ever. Yo, what asked. do I win? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you get to know where the song comes from. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, that's cool. Yeah. What What is that song? So, um, I, I have uh, I have an intro and an outro. Uh, and oh. I'm I'm a huge fan of uh this like uh pop artist. Her name's Halsey. Are Are you familiar? Okay. No, I'm not. Okay. So the the intro song is uh a, a Halsey song. It's off of her. Uh, I, I guess it would be her second full length. I'm trying to remember. Was it off her second full length, or is it off her first full length? No, it's off her first full length. Okay. Hold on, I'm trying to remember this correctly because I don't want to mess this up because nobody's ever asked me about this, so I'm I'm kind of like put on the spot. Um, Hold on, dude, you should have been ready for this. Well, I know, like I, it's been like this thing where I'm like, I can't wait till somebody asks. Hold on, I I have to play the song to make sure this is the right song. Oh, that's not the song. What song? I don't even know the name of the song. Yeah, now I'm drawing a blank. You, you you put me on the spot. Hold on, give me one second. I'm on the wrong album. I'm on the wrong Halsey album. Okay, so it's off. Okay, it's off her second um, full length, "Hopeless Fountain Kingdom," which is an awesome record, and it's uh, the song called "Bad at Love." So okay, um, go go listen to "Bad at Love" and you'll uh, hear it. And, and it's literally it, I I just took the instrumental from "Bad at Love" because I I thought it was just such an awesome song, and obviously. I was like, you know, I don't want to put like the actual song because like maybe copyright weird stuff. But obviously, I could still get copyright claimed because I'm I'm just taking the instrumental from this like you know popular song. So yeah, that that wouldn't be the thing that would save you. Yeah, I know. I, I, my line of thinking there was weird, but but it, but it's cool because I, I you know I, a lot of people think that it's an original song. They're oh like 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 how'd you like um, you know like come up with that or who who made the song for you? And I'm like oh. I figured you had like you had somebody like write an intro for you uh i i wish i would have thought that far in advance because i I, i've listened to like other podcasts and people have like cool intro songs and i thought about maybe like mashing up like you know fun stuff that i'm into but i was like you know what like i'm I'm just gonna keep it simple Uh, i i love halsey so like let's try to find a cool like um song that could i guess kind of like match the tone of the podcast so um, so i found bad at love i I thought that song was awesome and it, it goes well with it it's like just fits perfect it's not it's not too intense like i feel like um like when you hear the intro song you're not like you know just kind of like put into like this weird like mood yeah i mean i'm glad it's not 
hardcore, honestly, because I mean, obviously you you talk a lot about hardcore on the podcast. You have like people on who yeah. are like involved in hardcore, but like I don't know, being too into one thing can be can make it, it might be a little dense, you know what I mean? Yeah, like no. I appreciate that it's like it's something else. Yeah, I I definitely get that. Like I I've, I've definitely talked to some people who are like I'm like is this like an act? Like are, are you really hardcore like 24/7? But, yeah, but I get it. But but thank yes, you. I it's, definitely it's, have, have met some people like that. But thank you for asking me about the, the intro song. It's, it's Halsey Bad at Love. Yeah, I'm glad I asked. I wish you were more prepared with your answer. <laughs> I know. I, I totally fumbled that, but it's but it's fine. You know, you I, seemed like you were gonna you seemed like you were like, oh my god, here it is, I'm ready to talk about it. And then you were like looking on the wrong record, you didn't know the name of the song. You know, I, I put so much pressure on myself, I didn't want to just spit out the wrong song names. I don't want people to go look up the wrong track. Fair enough. So I, I had to because I'm trying to put people on to um, the, the the music from the podcast, so it's like boom, they're gonna go and like, oh, it sounds so familiar, and hopefully that's what you know hooks them and they become a Halsey fan if they're not already one because she's like super famous, like really popular. So I'll, I'll I'll be surprised if people have never heard of her b- before this. I haven't, but I I don't know. Sometimes like some some shit just like totally like misses me. Like I'll just be totally unaware of something that everybody's like how have you never heard of this okay i wish i had a better example but well after the podcast um if you have time before your session uh open up your spotify your apple music whatever you listen to music on and just look up halsey the record hopeless fountain kingdom and just listen to it from front to back it's it's awesome because it's like a it's a like a concept album it's like a romeo and juliet type like love story It's, it's awesome yeah i'll check it out maybe i'll listen to it when i'm driving down later Okay, hell yeah, it's it, it's awesome. It's it, it's cool, and I love Halsey because it, it's like it's like a legendary night. I it was like her first full U.S. tour. She was playing at this venue um out in Orange County, and it's it's called the Observatory, and they have like a big room and a small room, and she was headlining the small room, but the same night in the big room was Man Overboard, Bayside, Senses Fail, and somebody else I can't remember. But I had tickets to both shows because I I love Senses Fail. Uh, Bayside's awesome and I love Man Overboard so I was like alright my plan is I'm going to watch every band that I can until Halsey is about to hit the stage and when she's up I'm going to go to the small room and catch her for the first time and that's what I did it was such a cool night that I was able to like you know see the stuff that I'm like into and then I got to see Halsey for the first time and it was like like that one tour she played that like smaller venues and then after that she just like exploded the next tour i saw her she was playing like in a stadium she was opening up for like imagine dragons and metric it was insane that's pretty cool every time i've tried to like hit two shows it never works it never never works like times out right yeah well luckily that night it was in the same venue so i literally walked like 20 feet oh yeah true yeah yeah i guess that's that's a pretty rare occurrence yeah but you know the last time i did that i <laughs> i uh actually talked about in the last episode i was at a, a a festival in pomona and i was able to catch fury and turnover and um i was able to drive to downtown la and i got to catch a uh, tiger's job play a set oh nice yeah is that is that recently is tiger's jaw still a thing i like 
that's not a thing I am aware of at all anymore. Yes, there's um, still a, a, a band. They haven't put out a, a record in a couple of years, um, but th- th- they're still trucking along. That's cool. I really loved the uh, their first couple of releases. Mm-hmm. Um, with like, I kind of fell off when like half the original lineup left. Is sort of where I where I checked out. Also, just like my 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 tastes changed. Okay. Like when I the stuff that I listen to that's like not hardcore lately has like gotten further and further from like being even like tangentially involved you know what i mean so where are you at now like what what's a record you you put on when you're not listening to hardcore um i mean i like a lot of electronic stuff um that's like something i've gotten into over the Mm -hmm. last like five i mean maybe longer than five years like probably probably 10 years that's been like a growing interest like uh this band Black Marble that put out a record last year that's super fucking good. Um, or this other band, Lust for Youth. Um, I think they're both Sacred Bones bands, if you know that label. Um, no, I'm not even like... Uh, I've never even I hesitate to call them like, like gothy electronic because they're really not that. Okay. I don't like... Maybe I'm not into this world enough to really have the the words to describe it. Okay. Well, but, uh, well, Google describes them as uh, cold wave and synth pop. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Okay. If I'm gonna be honest, when you said electronic, I was thinking you're going to um, go down the road of like Skrillex and stuff like that. Oh no, no, no! I, I hate that shit. Okay. All to right. me, the 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 stuff that I like feels like it's worlds apart, but it really might not be. Okay, so this is like, would this be like, uh, are you familiar with like Drab Majesty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen, I think I've seen Drab Majesty with Black Marble before. Oh, okay. So yeah, so they're like totally the same world. Drab Majesty is more on the like the Cure like disintegration era thing uh-huh. than than any because their music is like more guitar driven than most of the 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 bands that. I am talking about and that I listen to, but yeah, it, totally the same world. Are you familiar with the band The Black Queen? No, I haven't heard of The Black Queen. Okay, I, I feel like if you're into that stuff, you'll probably be into The Black Queen. And like, so I, I got to give a shout out to my buddy Nate. He uh, would always put this band on, and I was like, man, this is like normally like I not really into what like what my buddy Nate puts on because he's like really into like this crazy like obscure like metal stuff. But he put on this band, The Black Queen, and he was like, oh, like you might be familiar with um, one of the guys in the band. He used to sing for uh, Dillinger, and I was like, oh, that's uh, pretty okay. sick. And I was like, that's cool. Uh, but I, I'm not really into like you know ex members of whatever. But I really like the Black Queen. I was like, this is like super sick. It's not normally what I listen to, but it's like you know in the, like that synth wave style, and it's like super awesome music. So um, he put me onto them, and like I try to tell people who are into like that kind of music, like yo, if you haven't heard of the Black Queen, go check them out. Super awesome band. I will. Yo, you know who has an electronic project that is pretty cool? Have you listened to Davey Havoc's electronic band? No, I'm not familiar. Um, Black Audio. Black, Black spelled B-L-A-Q-K. 
Okay. Um, they put out a record maybe last year, maybe maybe it's two years ago now, that was really good. They had put out a lot of stuff before that was like okay to bad, but they have this one song called First to Love that is in like top five songs of all time. All time? It is just like such a hit. Yeah, all time. I mean that. Wow. That's that's a pretty bold statement. Check it out and tell me that's not like an undeniable jam. Okay, I've, I'm gonna have to check this out because that's that's pretty bold of all time because that's a lot of music to cover. Yeah, I mean, like, yo, know, if I thought about it, I'm sure it would. I would probably second guess that, but I'm not gonna think about it, and I'm committing to that statement. Right, you're doubling down. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm real curious now. So black audio. All right, I'm I'm gonna do it. Um, real quick. So I, I have its buddy. His name is uh, Tom. Tom Harris uh, recently had a birthday. He's from New York. He has his own project that's kind of in that same vein. And I I, I guess send you links to all this stuff too because I want you to actually be able to check this stuff out. Um, just in case you forget. Yeah, I do. Um, but uh, shout out to Tom, to Tom uh, him and his buddy. I, I think it might be his roommate or his old roommate. Um, but they have a project called uh, Skinwalker, and, and they do their um, own kind of stuff, and it's, it's pretty awesome. So if you're into that stuff, I'll definitely send you the links to that, and make sure you can check that stuff out. Yeah, for sure. Send it to me. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, Wyatt, I, I really appreciate you you coming on the podcast. This has been uh, really fun. I'm happy to be back podcasting, and stoked that you're down to come on and do this. Yeah, thanks again for having me. And uh, before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Oh, I'll forget something. So, no. Okay. All right. Well, better uh, leave everybody <laughs> out then. All right. Well, just go to Wyatt's website. Um, go check him out at the Knife Layer. Have him record your band. He's done some awesome stuff. Shout out, uh, you know, the bands he worked with uh, Year of the Knife, Worn, Payback. Uh, and a bunch of other bands. Yeah, Walker, definitely right? shout out all those bands. Yeah, so shout out all that favorites. stuff. But but seriously, thank you again, Why This has been awesome. I love um, everybody that I've talked to from your area. Everybody has been really nice, and I um, thank you again. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah, of course, man. It's been fun. All right, well, thank you guys again for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast, Always on Top. <laughs>